Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey! I'm figure out the music, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear a beat, but you know whatever. What? That's the thing about these Zooms, you know? We trying to figure out the music, trying to get the rhythm going. I'm sure we are all off beat. But I am just so happy to be here with you guys again for the last episode of 20s. Um, Before we get started, you know what? This whole episode is juicy. But before we get started, I'm Imani J. You can find me on all social media platforms at Imani Ajax. And I am joined by a lovely panel. You guys want to introduce yourself, starting off with Tyler. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your man, Tyler Tyson. You can follow me on Instagram at Tyson. Cortez, what's up, man? How you doing? How is everyone doing? This is Cortez, locked in this house, about to go crazy. <laughs> but happy to be here. Um, the episode was good. I'm ready to talk about it. I'm ready to, I'm ready to get into some things. So, yeah, how you doing, Michelle? Thank you guys for saving the best for last. Yes. Of course. Well, of course. <laughs> I am your last host, Rochelle. And yes, you guys, that was crazy. Just like um, Imani has said in our little 60 second review, what's up? Waking up, we starting off the finale with wet dreams. I'm trying to get into it. Mm. What's up? That was hot. <laughs> that was hot. <laughs> you know what? So much happened in this episode. At the very start, we had someone having a wet dream. Then we figure out what Hattie actually did with this script that she took from Ida B. And then we finally get to meet Marie's mother. So before we unfold into everything, I want to know how do you guys feel overall about this episode? Starting off with Tyler. Yeah, so I loved this episode. I, my only complaint is that I wish the episode was longer. I loved the, everything because I told you last week that I was not even interested in Hattie's uh, storyline anymore. I am now officially interested again. Um, like you said, the wet dream starting off, you know, what happened at the end, which I'm sure we'll talk about. And then even Marie, who I'm a new fan of, that whole situation, her mom being kooky and way out there, but Chuck's parents being none other than the Foxes, you know, Rick Fox and um, Vanessa Williams, like, come on. Like, who doesn't want mm. them as their parents? And then Nia killed that monologue. Like, it was just the barista read, it's the thing. Like, I just wanted more. Yeah. Cortez, what you thinking? I think it was a good episode. Like, I'll say that, I'll say because we've been doing this show for about eight weeks now. And um, we, well, about seven to eight weeks now. And um, basically, I realized that all of the predictions that we predicted, none of it happened. So we were all wrong, and it's like they took us on this different way. Like everything ended out for, on a finale in a different way. So it was a good episode. I like to be proven wrong. I, you know, when I'm right, I like to be right. But you know, if someone takes me, it takes it away, and be like, oh, this, you know, it, it takes a twist for the a turn for the and a twist. I'm always like, okay, you got me. Like I'm here for it. So good episode. Well, sure. um, yes, friend. Um, the Marie situation really had me confused about the proposal and just with Chuck. And I'm just really, I'm confused. I'm like, I'm really confused on why would she accept the proposal? But then again, I would have too, because I, I feel like I would do that. But I'm just, I'm curious. I'm excited to talk to you guys about this because I want to know what you guys would have done in a situation like that. Will we just keep it pushing? The parents were interesting. That was just a lot on its own. So that's what I really want to touch on tonight with you guys. 
Yes. So real quick, before I get into my first question or the first scene of the show, um, Tez, I do want to say that one of my predictions were correct that came true. Oh, who was it? <laughs> you know, I, I made a, um, I said somebody was going to kiss somebody. I knew something was going to happen, but I wow. do want to get... That's so vague. That was so vague. I thought you had something like spot on the money. Like no, 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 no. I, I definitely did, but I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna let it unfold into this episode. I don't want to just um, put it all out there just yet. But I was right on it. Um, but just getting into this wet dream that started off in this show. I mean, it was crazy for me, and I. I would think that you all probably thought that that was Patty's <laughs> dream. So in the beginning of the episode, we see Ida B seducing the heck out of Patty, and she is just like smoking fire. I I didn't see Ida B as hot, but in that dream, she has some real seductive skills going on. So I just want to know, how do you guys feel? And did you guys think that was Patty's dream, or was the plot twist where it was Ida B's wet dream? Was that shocking to you all? Starting with Tyler, take it away. I, I, um, when I first saw it, I was just like, oh, this is a dream. This is a dream. This is a dream. And the majority of the time, my mind kept thinking, like you said, that it was Hattie's dream. But the writer in me, and I keep telling you, Lena Waithe and I seem to be like on the same wavelength, like with our creativity and how we process things a little bit, at least how we look at life. And I just knew it was Ida. So I wasn't surprised when it was Ida's dream. It was like I was anticipating that that twist because that's exactly what I would have done. But that was the hot ass thing. Like that, they mm, it was hot. It was hot. I was sitting there like, oh, okay, all right, now let's let's see what it goes. <laughs> Can we take this up for the Cinemax? Y'all remember Cinemax back in the day when? Well, anyway. I thought it was a, I thought it was a hot scene, you know, but it's not as hot as the scene would have been if Quintrell and Maria had got together. But anyway, that's something different. <laughs> um, what I was gonna say, um, it was a, it was a, it was a good opener. I did initially think that it was, um, it was Hattie's scene, Hattie's dream. But then a party was saying, well, maybe it's not a dream. Maybe it's actually happening. But it, I was more shocked for it to be Ida. I never really thought my mind never thought, oh, this is Ida. Like, it was actually Hattie. So I was surprised. They gagged me. You know, I guess I'm a fool in this one. But that's that's what I, you know, that's what I got from it. But it was a nice scene. Our show was like, all right, uh, Ida, you know. And when she woke up, she was just like, you know, distraught. But she knew she had already messed up. <laughs> she, had, she knew. She knew by having that dream, it was all over. We had already seen her come on to her in the previous episode. So it's like, now she having this dream, it's like, oh, shoot. (laughs) I don't know. Like, um, maybe it's just me, but I don't, I don't, I don't care for it too much. As in like, I don't see any connections with Hattie, um, Hattie and Ida B, you know, because Ida B is just mean to Hattie. They're not in the same age. I mean, they just like the same things. If they do, it seems like Ida doesn't like her workload. Of course, she's really stressed out about it. She has a different perspective and energy towards it. Haiti is a totally new becomer, you know, super goofy, careless. Um, I don't see the similarities, so it just kind of throws me off. I was just, when I watched it, I was like, whoa, we're starting off happy. Give me a second, you know, like what's up? <laughs> it was just a lot. It was a lot. And yes, absolutely. 
um, I was so caught off guard. Like, I was just like, what? I for sure thought it was Hattie because, you know, she be, she be juiced up. But I didn't say that to the Ida B. <laughs> you so said she be juiced guys, up. She be juiced up. She be ready. Had it ready like a little Caesar pizza. So I'm hoping you guys can give me a different perspective on, you know, Ida B and Hattie because I don't see it and I don't understand it. And I would like to. You know what? That's interesting that you even said that because, mm. I mean, while they're uh, evidently, like, obviously it looks like there's no connection between the two, but the way I feel is that their differences makes the connection because Ida B can kind of teach Hattie how to be a little more mature. Um, maybe she could just <clears throat> bring that side out of Hattie, but obviously it's mm -hmm. a little, it's just... It's very awkward. It's honestly. a lot of teaching in that relationship. Yeah. Like they both have a lot to kind of give each other. And it, I mean, yeah. it becomes more of a, you know, a teacher classroom setting versus a relationship in my opinion. But mm. no, you're things. right. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say the, the connection that they have is that they're both, and even though she's a novice and she's getting like, you know, getting better the, the further along she gets, but Hattie and Ida are kindred spirits and they have this connection on just being dope writers and, and and producers of content like they just can spot a great piece of, of work and they appreciate it and they love the art and the craft of writing and I think it's their love for that craft which is where they have this similarity and this connection where they both can like see each other and the age difference doesn't matter the background doesn't matter because where we are alike is on this plane of creativity mm -hmm. and that's where they stand eye to eye yeah or clo closer to eye to eye then. uh-huh yeah and I, I feel what you guys are saying there because i'm just like i don't think that they're soulmates for the long term i'm just thinking like they both need to get something from each other mm -hmm. and yeah. move on with their lives um yeah i couldn't see them really being long term but i can see them being something like a little phase a little you, you know, get a good year. You got a good year. Yeah, but she's like, not, it's okay. not a long-term situation. But think about she's already fired her now. So what what is that going to bring to the relationship? Ooh, the fact that they are that that now, makes it great. <laughs> but do you think we, she's really fired? That's the no. question. She's fired, but not fired. It's like now. Have you ever? Oh, let me not tell my business. You know what? Uh, Y'all are jumping the gun. <laughs> every, we you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay, I'm well, so let's sorry. Let's you know move on. Go so ahead. Don't tell my business. Go, Go ahead, back, Imani. Get back on Okay. So, so look. Now we already into the Ida B wet dream, and we've already discussed how we feel about their relationship. And thank you, Rochelle, for bringing that different perspective to me because I was just like, it makes sense. Teacher, student, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so, um, we also find out about the script that Ida B stole from Ida and I mean no we find Maybe. out the script that Hattie stole from Ida B and I know that we were wondering what was she going to do with this script and now we see that she let her friends read it and when she was letting her friends read the script I was thinking that it was her writing because mm -hmm. Marie and Nia were speaking as if they thought that um Hattie was speaking about them and you know their lives but really it was Ida B's work and Hattie ends up getting Nia an audition with Ida B and the rest of their crew and 
Nia ends up reading her a monologue from that exact script, which belonged to Ida B. So how do you mm-hmm. guys feel about that whole situation? Who was wrong in that situation? Was Nia wrong? Was um, Ida B wrong for firing um, Hattie after that whole incident? Or was Hattie wrong for taking her boss's word? <clears throat> so <clears throat> in this situation, like, one of the worst things you for anyone that creates, you know, Imani, you create content, Cortez, I, now I know you create and you have an artistic side where you create paintings and whatever else that you do. And Rochelle, I'm sure you have things that you create. When you create something and somebody steals it, because that's what it was, they stole it and then they show it before you're ready for it to be shown or listened to mm-hmm. or read. That is one of the most violating things a person could ever do. Like that's, that's almost on the line of being unforgivable because it's like, this was mine and I was not ready for anybody to see it. When I'm ready for somebody to see it, they will see it how I want them to see it. You have taken a little bit of control out of this for me, especially when it's, if you're really serious about what you do, you know, it, it's that serious for you. So Hattie was dead wrong in that. Now on the flip side of all of this, um, I completely understand why she did it. Uh, if she was going to do that, that is something that you either don't share with anybody else or the one or two people that you shared it with, you have to tell them this stays between me and you. You can't like you have to let them know what's going on, because by not letting them know, thus we end up in a situation where somebody, the opportunity comes. And now the secret is out that you stole this in the first place. And, you know, here we are. You have to deal with the consequences. So but overall, that was wrong. She, she shouldn't have taken it. And she should have yeah, shared I, it. I agree. Um, I think that I her her intention was obviously uh, pure. Like I think she, you know, was trying to, you know, help out. While I don't think she was trying to expose Ida B. Um, I think that she kind of jumped the gun a little too soon, and she, you know, um, that's just this is how I feel. Like now, as far as her reaction, you know, Ida. I didn't really think, I saw her reaction and then to find out, you know, that she got the part, I didn't think that, that it didn't correlate because, I mean, not saying she should be spiteful and be like, you ain't getting the part, but she obviously loved what Nia did. She was very, like, it touched her. Like, not only was she upset, but you could tell, like, that little wall was kind of coming down as she was listening to it because she was hearing her own words, someone act, you know, give out her own word and, and monologue. So, um, it was wrong, but the intention was not uh, was not was not uh, to be bad, and I just felt bad for Hattie because I don't think you know I don't think she's a bad person and a bad character. Everything she's done has always been for a career and for a friend. She's very career and friend oriented, and in that moment, you know, it's kind of like girl, like you kind of messed up. Like that's your boss, and she already like a hardcore you know b word. So it's like you don't really want to. I wouldn't really take that chance with her of all people because. Clearly, she reacted the way that we would expect to react. You're fine. I want to see her again, you know, which is a little bit over the top. But I mean, you know, it was, you know, it was that was very to hear about the, the, the you know, the, uh, what's it called, the um, abortion and things like that. Like it was very um, close to her. So I understand why on both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with Cortez and Tyler. Um, I feel like she definitely didn't have a bad heart to that. You know, Haiti, she wasn't trying to be malicious or anything. Um, mm-hmm. She genuinely probably do love the work. 
Um, but I do believe sometimes she just moves so hasty and, and that was really mm -hmm. irresponsible of her and as well as her mm -hmm. friend as well to do a piece by her without um, asking her friend. That's not a, a situation to be a surprise. I'm going to use your piece. That's something that you should have ran by her and be like, okay, if I don't get the lines, knowing that you're an actor and that you're um, actress and you should have that back up to do a monologue or something. She should have been like, is it okay if I can use this piece or something? I feel like there was a couple of little red flags, you know, in that situation. But um, I do believe it was hasty for Ida B to just drop her. Well, excuse me, not drop her, but fire her. Um, that was just hasty, like, and it was messy. And I was just like, okay. You just it was so abrupt. It was so abrupt. It was yeah. fast. It was like, all right, bye. I won't see you again. I'm like, hey, what about but, my last check? Once again, I <laughs> knew that check. wasn't the last time. Like, I knew when she fired her in like 20 minutes, we were they were gonna be there was gonna be something because if anybody could take something that personal, it, it would be Hattie. And sometimes, as creatives, I'm sure you guys can relate to this too. Sometimes we hold on to stuff longer than we're supposed to. Sometimes we're trying to get it so perfect and so whatever that something that we should share with everyone, we hold it a second or two seconds longer than we should. So it takes someone that we really trust to kind of kick us in the behind and be like, if you don't put this thing out here so the people can enjoy it. And that's what Hattie essentially did. And yeah. as Imani keeps saying, she need, Ida needs that type of person in her life. So yeah. there's two mm. sides to this. And even with, for me, Ida be showing that emotion and acting so fast, it just showed me that for some mm -hmm. reason that deepened their connection because, I mean, we have not seen her be this emotional. She has been super mm -hmm. uptight. And even as she was hearing Nia's monologue, <laughs> she was just like super, you know, she started to feel those emotions. And as Ted said, that guard started to come down. So I knew in that instance that her and Ida, I mean, her and Hattie's relationship was going to be deepened. Um, and, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just excited to see the next season and how this relationship is going to unfold because, woo! But anyway, enough of Hattie for now. So um, really quickly, someone in the, in the comment, uh, aspiring actor, she said that that she fired her because of that hot, uh, because of that the feelings in, in, that, in that wet dream that she had. That yes, that was, that, was <laughs> that was a big reason. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because in the dream, it's hilarious. Yes, in the dream, she was ready to get, you know, her box. Get down. Yes. She messed up her sheets, that's all. She was like, dang, my sheets. <laughs> she even woke up a little upset, like, dang, this girl is <laughs> getting to me. Um, no, I she, think she woke up upset because it didn't finish. Let's not. Oh, oh man. Okay. You might be that, on to something. I mean, when I wake up. That's actually very, that's actually very real when you wake up and like, dang, my what? Mm. It was almost there. Uh, you know what? I was, <laughs> I was so quick to get off of Hattie, but I just remember while we're talking about monologues and all of this, Hattie had a situation with the barista. Oh, Lord. Her the barista bay. Barista bay. Barista bay. <laughs> now, I'm going to just gotta let you I got to get me one of those. I got to yes. get me one of those. <laughs> now, you know what? The thing about their relationship, and I think that we both had a heart, not even their relationship, because it's it's really no relationship, our friendship at this moment. It was something building up, but we see that it just didn't happen. Um, 
Patty and Barista Bay, I think it was hard for us to kind of see their relationship forming because they're both, <laughs> what did they call soft? Um, studs. Soft studs. Yeah, yeah so mm -hmm. they're both soft studs. So it was very difficult to see that relationship forming. But what the Barista Bay <laughs> did say amongst, <laughs> she had a lot of good things that she said. I was like, dang. I mean, <laughs> you have to be watch it again. Yeah, she was like, yes. I'm like, that's like the Bible. Like, let me, let me write some notes down from the sermon today. Yes. So she said, I'm pretty good at taking care of myself. What makes you think I can't take care of you? I said, Ooh. Ooh. I was like, oh, can I be next, please? Right. <laughs> if you ain't doing it, let me, okay? Move but out the way, Hattie, move. Move out the way. Money J coming through. Hey. But anyway, <laughs> how do you guys, you know, how did you guys feel about that? I think that the barista bay handled that very well and she had a nice little speech prepared. Um, yeah, how do, how did you guys feel about that though? So I, I loved what so maybe I and I feel dumb as hell right now because I never looked at the barista as a stud or a soft stud or anything. Like and like really? I said, maybe I didn't. That didn't even cross my mind. Like I guess I'm like the barista bay where I don't put people in a box. I feel like if you like men or you like women, you like all men, all men and all women. Like, I didn't think there was like a, you know what I mean? Like, I guess I just thought everybody was kind of open and ready to go, ready for business. So I didn't mm -hmm. see them as the same. So that was kind of shocking to me. But I did love the way the barista came at her. Everything she said was accurate. You can tell she wasn't having any type of games. And it's like, you know, I do have enough friends. I'm not into you because I want more friends. Like, I'm trying to do something else. And if that's not what you're about, I appreciate the honesty. I love honest ass people. Like I yeah. can take a no, I can take a whatever. Just be honest. <laughs> this is when you keep me guessing and I got to figure out or there's no answer. That's when, that's when I have issues. So I loved it. I loved it. And Hattie needed it and it was right on time. Yeah. Hmm. Let me break it down to you about, about, about <laughs> Barista Bay. Okay. It was a lot that came from this scene. One, you have Hattie who is, you know, now she wants to go talk to this girl all of a sudden because now she's down and not working and stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, it's, it, she wasn't used as a rebound because it wasn't a relationship, but now she wants to go talk to her and tell her acknowledge how, well, acknowledge, acknowledge how well she is and how she's been very, like, friendly to her, right? But when she did, I just feel like Barista Bay, I like her, but she came on so strong uh, especially for someone, because remember we said, I think one of the episodes we said that um, it didn't seem like Hattie was receiving that the girl was liking her. So it mind you, this is kind of the first time that she's finding out that this girl is really into her. So how could she really form that type of liking for her? But I will say that when they first met and we saw this chemistry, I also kind of labeled them because I mean, like I have people I have lesbian friends and um, I, and even like just being like a gay man, like you, you I mean, roles are roles. Everybody live roles. And realistically, it's very rare that you see two very, very feminine guys as you would see two kind of soft stud, you know, women. So I, I understood what she was saying, but when she, I liked how she brought it back and was like, I like all women. And it kind of, you know, it touches on all stereotypes like that. That can even be used in a heterosexual relationship because, you know, it's just like people that, you know, there are people that say they don't, they don't like one thing. They like everything. I mean, you know, that just kind of what she was saying. It was used in that scene 
for you know for being uh lesbian but i mean they can be proud of all of us so i love that scene it was a lot i took from it Marisa bay she did come on a little strong i didn't like that she was talking to hattie i was like <laughs> hold up you tell me you can take care of a girl i mean you at the barista shop. <laughs> but I'm just that. saying. I'm like, okay. She was talking about take care of her sexually, not not like, oh, I can pay your bills. She's just like, I know my way around. I can take care of you. That's you that's sure, Tyler. I'm positive. Right. She said I take she said I take care of myself because I'm a woman. I like women and I take care of myself just fine. What makes you think I can't take care? Is my mind the only one that's thinking sex? I can yeah. see both. I can see oh. both. But Sorry, she was day, so is homeless. It was so open, so many open doors. You can go with that, and she was just like, "I can take you." And I was like, "Okay." Somebody said they're gonna take care of me. I'm thinking like, "Oh, what bill you gonna pay?" That's what I'm thinking. You know, bills. All right, I guess I live in the gutter. She has no bills. She is homeless. She is homeless. She don't need to be with nobody. She can't afford to date anyone. You need to date yourself until you find a home first. Well, I like her. I still like her, but you know, I'm like next season. I mean, she just came on so strong. Like Hattie just now is really realizing, oh, this girl actually likes me. I don't. Th- I really. I'm pretty sure that Hattie did not realize that before, and she was just already giving these, you know, Erica Badu spills. And I was like, okay, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, she if you like somebody right off, like you know, if you like somebody, Hattie just does not like her like that. Like you just know that's not something yeah, you need to figure true. out. Nobody needs to come tap you on the shoulder to be like. Hey, I like you. Do you like me back? Check yes or no. When you walk into a room and have conversation with somebody multiple times, you know right off the bat, okay, I can do this with them. I can do that with them. I would like to do this mm-hmm. with them. I would like to do that. I don't ever want to do this. Like, you know that. So she knows. I agree with like you. Like mm-hmm. I agree with you. But then again, it seems that Hattie is very young. <laughs> and from the resume that we have been proposed with, she has nothing but games to give and receive. So this is very different for her. Barista Bay, yeah. so I'm super excited about that. Um, and shout out to inspiring actors all up in the comments. You, I appreciate you because the comments are keeping me going. Like I'm reading them, and she said that was right. So thank you, inspiring actors. <laughs> but um, back to Hattie. Yeah, she needs someone like Barista Bay to let her know what's up. Like, listen, this little mama. You may be new to this, but I'm true to this, okay? I am right. a okay? I like females. I don't care if you a thug. I don't care if you the baddest. I don't care. Listen, I want you, and that's that, you know? And Hattie is just, you know, she thinks she can play games, but that's all she do do. So I think it was really awesome for her to have, you know, a love interest that shows her what she's worth and what she can be because all she knows is games, you know? So yeah. I'm here for Barista Bay and the knowledge she dropped on it because I was like, what like all the terminology you know in that community i was just like oh my gosh like put me in yeah. the game it was alive it's very knowledgeable it is yeah it's very it was it was a very like they have done a lot in this in this show to give you like a lot of if you want to know things about the gay world you're gonna learn in this show <laughs> i will say and it's some, it's actually some good positive messages um that I yeah. have like, oh, you can you can kind of apply everywhere, not just to being a lesbian or being, you know, a gay male. It just, you know, it's different. It varies. Yeah, that is true. But while that love relationship is not about to spark, at least in this season, Uh-oh. we do have some proposals to get into. So um, Marie's boyfriend finally proposed. And I know at the start of this season, I think that most of us kind of made the 
Well, maybe half of us made the assumption that maybe Marie's husband, I mean, boyfriend was gay. Um, I know that my feelings have changed and, you know, it has taught me a lot about don't ever make assumptions because I think this whole season has been about (laughs) breaking down these boxes and barriers and letting you know that you do not need to box people in because they Mm -hmm. will show you different. Um, So... Marie's boyfriend proposed to her at her birthday party and also at this birthday party we are introduced to Marie's mother who is obviously from somewhere else um, with her strong accent but what do you guys think about this whole relationship because evidently their relationship is not strong and she pretty much crashed her daughter's party so what was you guys take on that whole situation well I loved um I loved her mom. I'll get into her mom in a second. The 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 uh the proposal, I was I was expecting her to say yes, but pissed that she said yes because she preaches all this good talk to Hattie, but she doesn't take her own advice because she's not living her truth. She stifles her gut feelings as she's telling everybody else to live in their truth and do the right thing and blah 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 blah. Get your ish together like she got in Hattie's face and all of that. Um I just, I, that, those are the things I don't like about her, her character. And it's sad that she accepted the proposal considering her feelings towards him. Um, and because of course the feeling that he's gay and her speculating and reliving the part where she took the guy's card at the, um, at the last outing or whatever, that's not going to go away. It's only going to heighten. So it was just a bad look on her part. And then her misguided anger towards Hattie, that really made me not like her even more mm-hmm. because Hattie did not deserve, Hattie's messed up enough. She did not deserve, well, she needed to hear that because she did say some truthful things that Hattie needed to hear. Hattie does need to take a look in the mirror. She does need to get her life together. She does have things that she needs to do, but that just wasn't the moment to say it. And nothing that Hattie did in that moment uh, uh, made it okay for her to say that to her. Now about her mother, I love her mother. Her mother's out there. She's crazy. Obviously. I love the fact that her mom owned the fact that she was just not capable of being a mom. I was not raised by my mother. And to hear a mother like acknowledge it, because it is okay for you to say like, I wanted the child for these reasons, but I know I'm not capable of raising it. Like you have to give respect to people that once again, live in their truth. And what I'm learning about Marie is that she doesn't live in her truth. So anybody that does live in their truth kind of scares mm-hmm. her a little bit and they mm-hmm. tend not to get along. That's a good point, Tyler. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Um, her mom, you know, she's a fab little lady. You know, she obviously needs money. She had a Chanel bag. So I was like, okay, Chanel bag. <laughs> um, and, but I mean, she... Material what, girl! This scene... <laughs> this scene, it was it was interesting because they were all fighting for these these um, these announcements or these, uh, what would they give these speeches for a yeah. birthday. And I was like, what's going on here? Like, are they competing? I don't know. And um, I just thought it was a good scene. Uh, Marie, she's back to this. We, you know, we talked about this. We, we got away from this this moment, but she's back to talking about. I mean, looking at if her fiance now is gay, and I was hoping she would have said no because she's not ready. Um, and, and I'm just curious to know how is it gonna go, with Marie? I still like Marie. I know I was rooting for her, but what she said to Hattie was very rude and wrong. And I was hoping that Hattie would have said, mm, "Hold up, man, let me tell you something." But she didn't do that, so you know. Um, that's unfortunate but I thought that it was a good birthday I wish they would have gave us a little more from Vanessa Williams 
and uh, flex, you know, just things like that. But I guess we'll have to see more. Um, and Marie and her fiance, I, I'm not ready for that. I like him, but she's not ready at all. Yeah. Well, I know we only have a little bit of time, so I'm just gonna wrap it up real quick with my comment really quickly. I'm gonna agree with inspiring actress. She said that, you know, Chuck is boring. Quinchell needs to come, you know, spice it up. And I agree with you 100%. Um, I, I thought they had Chris Hamilton well. come through and put it down. So <laughs> I'm going to hope that they send him a check for season two. Uh, if y'all can cheer Ooh. for that, go ahead and um, <laughs> let me get that cup for the screen. I just need you know, I hope Iman Shepard comes back. <laughs> please, Quinchell, please. I know. Yeah, because we need some control. And I'm okay, so we do, we really do have a few minutes left, but we got to get into the juiciness of this whole yeah. episode. We started off with the wet dream and we ended it off with a wet kiss. Um, Ida B kissed Hattie, she was yes. waiting at, I guess, Marie's home. <laughs> and she's <laughs> <laughs> homeless, yes, right. Hattie doesn't have a home. Uh, so, yeah, Ida B kissed Hattie. How did you guys feel about that last kiss? I, that was my prediction last week. Loved I it. knew it was going to happen. I was waiting on it. It was right on time. It goes right <laughs> along with the storyline. Perfect. I was excited. I was excited to, hear, to see that only because it's like, okay, we've been knowing that this is going to happen at some point. They kind of threw us off by saying she was fired, but she wasn't. And um, it's just, you know, it was at the end and I wish there would have been something a little more. I just feel like they kind of shortchanged Hattie. Like this was her episode. We need to see more. I, I want to see her struggle. I want to see her more like sad and just down. And then to come back to, you know, go to her friend's house and see, you know, this woman that she actually liked. I would want to see a little more of that. But it was good to see them kiss. You know, as we said, I'm worried, and I've been talking to aspiring actors in the comments uh, because we just feel like as when it comes to career, it's going to be messy. So we'll see, I guess, moving forward in the next season, uh, Rochelle. Listen, I don't understand it, but I'm here for it. So I guess season two, we're going to see because I'm not understanding how it's going to work. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand. So I just have to listen to you too because I don't understand it. But we're going to see. So that's that on that. Ida B has yeah. finally let down those walls. And that, that's a it took what, eight, Just a little bit. You're right. I think she's faking. She's going to be one in the office and be like, get your hands off me. You know, she's going to act like oh, she ain't really do that. I uh-huh. just feel it. She's crazy. She's crazy. Y'all. She plays too much. Yeah, she do play too much. <laughs> just like Hattie. Just like but, Hattie. They are more alike than not. Wow. But you need that yin and yang. I'm with you. I see their similarities and I see their differences. Um, So real quick, let's get into our predictions. Oh, okay. Uh Uh-oh. Predictions for the new season. Okay. You're going to see the complicated ridiculousness of Hattie and Ida B continue. This bond is only going to get stronger over time. Um, As we said before, I don't see this as a long term, but definitely in real lifetime, like a year, but in episode time, maybe a full season, maybe, but it's just going to be complicated and a mess. I think uh, Quintrell is definitely going to be back in season two. Uh, once she gets engaged, that's when that's when uh, old girl Marie, her, you know, that feeling like, oh, this might actually be the end of my single life is going to really start kicking in. So she's going to be ready to have some fun and Quintrell's going to be there to have some fun with her. Or if not, Quintrell, somebody else 
um, because that whole gay thing is not going away in her in her gut, you know. And uh, I'm excited to kind of to see what happens with Nia because that's the one that's kind of like up in the air. You know, she did get the part. It's just interesting to see if, if Big Sean's going to pop back in the picture. Like, I just don't know where her storyline is really going to go. That's kind of a big question mark for me. Hmm. Um, I think Nia is going to be thriving. I think she may be because we didn't mention something in the early episode. And it's that when they were talking about the script and they thought that uh, Hattie was talking about her. Um, but I think Nia is going to, I mean, about them, sorry. But I think Nia is going to really thrive. And I think she may even kind of distance herself from Marie and um, as a group, you know? I, I see that happen. Like, she's very, she seems to be very successful and she's, like, really good. And um, who else? Hattie and Ida, I'm scared for them. But Marie, who's on Ready to See, and I think, I just hope that Quinstress is going to come back and give us this, <laughs> and give us this scene that I've been waiting for. Please, Layla, if you're watching this, give me this thing. Uh, <laughs> but that's one thing got in it first. Yes. Rochelle. Yes, we're just going to speak into existence. Iman Shepard's going to continue that role with Quintrell. And um, that's going to spice up um, Marie's life, I think, because she can't go through with that. Who wants to marry someone and have a weird feeling in their soul? That's not it. Um, and if, <laughs> no. Uh, and um, yeah, Nia is going to strive. We already love her. She's going to do amazing. As in for Hattie and, I mean, Hattie and Ida B. Yeah, y'all know I'm just gonna be I'm gonna be learning with that. So that's that. Yes. What about you, Imani? Listen, y'all. So I think that you know, Big Sean is gonna come back around. Like I say, he's just that tool to kind of keep Nia even more grounded than she already is. She's already grounded and into chakra cleanses and all of that. So I do see him coming back. Quintrail, he's going to come back. And I know a lot of us have mentioned Quintrail, but we're also missing the fact that her, is that her boss, the white guy? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes, 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 I thought, yes. I predicted yes. that last week. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so look. I remember saying that. I'm like, some of love connection. So did I. So did you I. know what? Parking lot and Mar- that closeness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Marie is just really getting a lot of attention from men as she's dealing with these kind of insecurities mm-hmm. or assumptions about her mm-hmm. own um, boyfriend, our fiance now, instead of just being open and real, like, hey, boo, do you swing both ways? Um, so I do see her just getting a lot of attention from Quintrail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that F boy name is so hard to pronounce sometimes. Quintrail <laughs> and um, her employer. Patty <laughs> <No, laughs> and Ida B. They're going to be a thing, and I think that's just going to be kind of seasonal, you know, or just for a phase. They're going to get some things from each other. And I want to go over some predictions from um, the aspiring actress who says Quintra and Marie are definitely going to get together. And the lean says that Barista Bay will be back. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's my predictions, and that's, that's it. I think we covered everything in this show. I think we got into all the juicy topics, the juicy beginning, all the way to the juicy ending. As always, thank you guys for tuning in with us. Thank you for all the comments, for interacting with us during this quarantine time. You can find me on all social media platforms at Imani Ajak. And Tyler, let them know where they can find you. You can follow (laughs) me and get your entire life on all social media at the Tyler Tyson.
Cortez, where can they get their life with you, man? You can find me on Instagram at stupidwildtez. I am the lean in the comments, actually. So you can follow that YouTube page. You can keep up with all your TV shows and pop culture, honey. But uh, Rochelle? <laughs> yes, friends. You can always find me on Instagram at Baby. That's R-O-A-C-H-B-A-Y-B-E-E. And Imani girl, where they can find you at? Oh, I already told y'all, but let me give y'all two times, you know. <laughs> Imani Ajak. And I'll leave that in the comments for y'all. Thank you. Yes, that was fun. Safe. Bye, friends. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.